You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... Two guys who agree with Jared Goff's plumbing choices, Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 347. Who let the dogs out? This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good host, my good friend and co-host, working the pound, Jeff the Riz Risden. Jeff, what the hell's going on, man? It was so nice there just a minute ago. Uh, there is apparently a dogfight going on uh, somewhere uh, in my near vicinity here. So let me let me lay out my logistics for you. I am in the business center of the Candlewood Suites in Augusta, Georgia. I am here with my son. My son is up in the hotel room. I gave him the the choice of uh, of being up there or coming down here. So he's staying in the room watching the basketball game tonight. I'm here in the business center hanging out with you all. And apparently there's a dogfight going on uh, in the hallway behind me. So... Uh, <laughs> it, 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 w- it wouldn't be fun if it wasn't chaos here. That's right. That's right. I, was, I really did let the dogs out. Doing the dogs business right there. All right. Um, see what you can do about maybe just muting in between as we get this rolling, but I think you're good. All right. Got a lot going on today's show. First off, most importantly, coming up shortly in the show, we will be joined by Detroit Lions undrafted free agent cornerback Jerry Jacobs from Arkansas. We've got a lot of questions. He's got a heck of a story. This guy... If, if you're going to root for anybody in camp, by the time we're done with this show, you are going to be rooting for Jerry. He's got a heck of a story. He's a heck of a guy. Can't wait to get him on and talk about uh, his career, what's got him here, and what's going on over in Lionsland. We're also got some uh, data points on Jared Goff. We're going to talk about that. They may surprise you. Uh, training camp party. It's in full force. We'll talk about that. Get your tickets at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Where else are you going to find them? Get in. Come on out. July 31st, big times fun. Michael Brockers, he's got some things about the Patricia area. We've got a lot to talk about. Great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, let's get right into this. we got a good time going on. First off, I, I want to, you know, you know, normally we're a fun-loving show. I have a lot of good stuff, but we can be serious at the right times. It's, it's who we are. We're not just knuckleheads. We're mostly knuckleheads. 
But I uh, do want to give a shout out. You guys may know him. He's on YouTube, a guy named Micro Mike. Um, he's got some, yeah. some tough stuff going on in his life right now. Um, I don't want to reveal what it is. I, I know he, he didn't reveal it on social media, so I don't want to be the one to, to yeah. break the news on him. But um, wish the very best to him and his family getting through it. And, uh, you know, we're behind you if you need anything. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good dude. Um, I know him from before he became Micro Mike. Um, he lives right by me. We, we are gym friends. I know his wife well. Um, my son is friends with his daughter. Um, we're just, you know, we're, we're pulling for you, dude. I know you're going through a tough time. I, I do know what happened with him. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. It's nothing like, like horrible to him, um, you know, personally, but it, it, it just sucks, man. And, and, yeah. you know, we're, we're feeling for you. Um, prayers are up and, uh, uh, keep doing what you're doing because, uh, you do something that, that is unique to, for lions coverage. And we have a great appreciation for that. We really do. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, we will take a look at that. We'll yeah. see what we can do. Um, you know, anything you need, Mike, we're there for you, brother. As, yeah, you know, absolutely. As, that's what we do. We try to be you know, a lot of friends, a lot of stuff going on around. around where Got to take care of our, our, our podcast family. Yeah. The Extended Lions podcast family. We're there. A lot of good people that do this. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, nothing but love for them. All right. Uh, let's get in then now to Jared Goff. Um, some data points related to Jared. You, you've done some work on this, Riz. And I did. We need to talk about this and figure this out. Um, when it comes to throwing beyond the sticks on third down, we've got Jared Goff in the year, beyond the sticks, 57.6% of the time, and a guy that you may know of as Matthew Stafford <laughs> is at 53.3%. What in the world is going on? I thought he was going to be a terrible step downward in Ah, what's going on, my friend? Oh, data and statistics can be manipulated in so many different ways. And this is one of those where you do have to know the context behind it. And um, I do not, um, it was, it was, the research was done by, uh, let me look up his name because I want to give him credit because he's a really good Twitter follower. I just started following him recently and he's, he's a good dude. Um, He's got some interesting data points. Uh, Where's it at here? Uh, Brad Congelio. Uh, PhD. He's a, yes. uh, a data science sports industry guy. He uses uh, various things to, to get what he's getting at, but uh, he, he posted it as a graph. Um, and golf is, is middle of the pack, and, and Stafford is slightly lower in the middle of the pack. And it's just the data. All it's saying is that when Jared Goff steps back to throw on third down, he's throwing past the, the yardage needed more frequently than Matthew Stafford is. Now, does that mean that he's a more aggressive quarterback? Maybe. It, it, my take on it, I'll give, you, I'll give you my take on it. My take on it is that he is not as passive and not as timid as what he's made out to be by the Los Angeles media and by the national media that's watched him play. Um, he is not as an aggressive quarterback as Matthew Stafford. Don't misconstrue the statistics there because some of that, some of that is based on the style of offense. Daryl Bevel's offense back when he was at Minnesota, Vikings fans used to complain about, God, it's third and eight. Quit throwing six-yard passes. So that that's part of it. That's certainly part of it. The receivers that he had are part of it as well. Um, he had receivers that got open better um, and weren't necessarily as good at yardage after the catch as a guy like Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay right. or, or, or DeAndre Swift coming out of the backfield. So the Lions' ability to, to create after the catch also plays into that. So don't don't go making it into this this giant molehill that you know Stafford 
it, you know, didn't do it. Um, what's up with that? There's, there's a lot of nuance going on with that statistic, but my takeaway from it is, is that I think the people that are like, and, and I'll raise my hand here a little bit because I'm not, I'm not a golf believer. I'm not, but the guy is not awful. Like he, he's made up to like by, by some people that he's like, you know, worse than Kellen Moore or Deshaun Kaiser or something like that. He's not, this can be a, an average quarterback. He can be on a, on his best. He can be what Kirk Cousins is for Minnesota. He can be what, um, Trying to think of an, an, an average generic quarterback, um, to Rod Taylor. Um, it, the, the best case is that he's the Ryan Tannehill that was in Miami uh, that moved to Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill was was a, a guy that has some appreciable talent, but yep. you know didn't work for him for whatever reason. And, and he he got unleashed in Tennessee. And now, would anybody call him a top ten quarterback? Maybe that's kind of the Maybe. thing where my head's at on this, right? You think you look at our offense, you look at our offensive coordinator, you look at our coach, you look at how we ran things. We never yeah. threw beyond the sticks on third down. We always threw and then right. tried to get the yak. And it started way back before Lombardi right. even, right? I mean, yeah, Linehan was much better at running offense and getting getting those yards, but we always threw under the sticks and relied on the wide receivers to get there. Whereas Goff, and, and so we, we, we believe, knowing Matthew Stafford, we believe he could have done it, but the audience was set yes. in a way that he, he they didn't allow him or didn't set him up to do that. Whereas we have evidence that Jared Goff can do that, can deliver the ball beyond yes. the third down with the right kind of offense he can execute in a way that we weren't even though we probably could have that we weren't as a team previously is that is it my, right. am I kind of rounding this out the right way yes that, that, that's a very good summation of what i was trying to say quite clumsily uh so thank you for that yeah that that that, that yeah that, that's this kind of where and, and, this journalism and stuff so, isn't so hard, um, can, can i can i tease an article that i got coming um, oh i'd love that I love oh. any kind of tease you got. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so um, uh, Dr. Congelio also posted this out. And, dude, if I'm saying your name wrong, I apologize because we've never met in person. But uh, um, it's – it's uh, well, let me pull it up here since it's in front of me. Okay. The um, got him red zone right now. <laughs> red zone versus non-red zone accuracy. Yep. So – this one, I'm looking at the very top, and in red zone accuracy, the number one quarterback, you know, read this on Lions Wire in the morning on Thursday or Wednesday. Yes, it's Tuesday, so it'll be Wednesday when you read this on Lions Wire. Number one quarterback in the league in red zone accuracy is none other than Mr. Jared Goff at between 82 and 84%. Now, that doesn't mean he's completing all those passes, but that means that the ball was placed, and this is based on sports information system. Uh, our friend Bryce Rossler works there um, and, and is partly responsible for, for how that gets developed. He's responsible and judging for whether the pass is catchable or, or uh, where it was delivered or where it needed to be or not. Goff got it there between 82 and 84% of the time. That's the number one in the league. I'm looking at it right now. Kyler Murray is second on this chart. Um, and for those of you who are watching this live, you can go to my Twitter mentions and uh, look up what he did. Uh, or also his, uh, the at for it is uh, uh, Brad Congelio, B-R-A-D-C-O-N-G-E-L-I-O. Um, and he's got several of them up there. And uh, I'm going to be referencing him quite a bit. Uh, I, I messaged with him and, and he gave me permission to, to spread his stuff everywhere. And it's really good stuff. I enjoy it. Um, I'll go down to where Matthew Stafford is. Stafford is at 66% right on the line. So you're looking at 16 to 17% less accurate within the red zone. 
Whoa. In fact, Stafford um, is, who's below him? Tua is the dead last, and it's he's way the hell down there. Um, he was at 58%, and he is far and away the bottom. Dak is next after that. Uh, then you go up, you get Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Matthew Stafford. Uh, Fitzpatrick and Stafford actually tied. Um, that's the that's the bottom five six right there. Now, 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 okay. So I see people saying, "Oh, Goff's going to deliver balls on target in the red zone. Our wide receivers will drop them." That's in the chat right now. But hold on, hold on. Yes, maybe. It, 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 sure, <laughs> sure, it's possible. But we didn't have droppy receivers, and we were sixteen percent, seventeen, twenty percent lower of a completion rate in the end zone with Stafford than we were, and that's with good wide receivers. Yes, and that that's with wide receivers who, like Kenny Galladay, if, if you get it near him, he, he had such a, a massive catch radius both sideways and up. And Hawkinson. I mean, and Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson too. So, so let me let me th- let's think about this, right? Because there's there's something else at play. There's obviously more than just the numbers at work here. Were the wide receivers in LA so significantly better than? the Detroit Lions receivers, that that could account for that difference. I'm I, like, I like Cooper cup. He ain't there. <laughs> Robert Woods, Robert Woods and Marvin Jones for me would probably be a push. I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll give a little bit to Marvin because I think he's got a little bit more juice off the line, but yeah. Um, tight ends. We win. Ox, Ox right there, man. <laughs> yes. It's, so, so I'm going to talk about this, right? People, I've talked about this for five years now, and um, you guys can love it or hate it, whatever. The way that Stafford threw the ball, I'm going to tell you, when you look at wide receivers when they retire and their hands and fingers, how often are they as absolutely destroyed, mangled, and just like they got ran over by a tractor like Calvin's? Seriously. I mean, I, I mean I'm a yeah. very honest question. I don't see that kind of damage to wide receivers' hands on the regs in the NFL. Calvin Johnson played his whole career with a guy that threw absolute bullets. Absolute bullets. And so while he could get get, the Stafford windows, get the ball there, the damage that you saw it do to players' fingers, and and, and Tate talked about it too when when he was here. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I just yeah. wonder, you know, there's there's something about delivering the ball, not only having it there, but how it arrives there, right? And I, I again, I love Matthew Stafford as much as anyone else. I have to make a quick change. That's, That's true. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I love Matthew Stafford as much as anybody else, but but there's something about the way he delivers the ball. I'm just telling you, there's something about that, and um, I think that there's something to be said for a ball that kind of lands in somebody's hands versus blasts into their hands. Is it going to be the difference? I, I don't know. But this is definitely way different than what it was with Matthew Stafford. This offense is going to be completely different. The way the quarterback works is going to be way different. The way the ball is delivered is going to be way different. Most Lions fans, because it's easy to stop being a Lions fan, I would say most Lions fans became fans in the Matthew Stafford era and are not going to be used to what they see from their quarterback on oh, the field. Oh, they don't remember Dante Culpepper. They don't remember yes. Eric Kramer, yes. uh, Charlie Batch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gary Danielson going back in the day. Yeah. Um, uh, just just to, to go back on, on the, the specific thing, uh, Goff did not fare well in the non-red zone accuracy. Uh, Stafford was actually more accurate than Goff outside the red zone. He was at 78%, which is right at the league average. Uh, and Goff would be at about 77. He's right there with uh, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Alex Smith. Um, where Stafford is with uh, – actually, he's, he's on the exact same line as Patrick Mahomes. How many uh, – Ju- Justin Herbert, too. How, so, yeah. How, how, do they, how do they compare on, on interceptions really quick? Interceptions? Yeah. I don't know on that. Let me, let me look that up real fast. Okay. And while you do, I'm going I'm to hit Fisher, Fisher House really quick because we've yeah, got something really, really sweet going on here, folks. Um, Foundericious, right now, he just hit us up in the Super Chat, and he let us know he's guaranteeing a $50 donation to Fisher House – Everything beyond that up to $150, he's going to double. We, If you guys remember from the St. Jude Telethon in, uh, in November, a guy named Staff, uh, Staff Taddy was his name. He got a, a Matthew Stafford tattoo if we raise a certain amount of money, and yeah. he wound up getting it. He's going to double everything that's donated up to $200 as well. So think of it this way. Everything that goes in from $50 up, or, well, up to $150 is going to be quadrupled. Or no, tripled. Sorry, tripled. Because I'm not good at math today. It's going to be tripled, right? Up to two hundred dollars, up to one hundred fifty, and then it's going to be doubled up to two hundred. Get in there, help these vets out. This is for vets' families while they're getting stuff done at the VA at the Fisher House in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, so this is our Detroit area one. The money we're raising here is going to help them build a Fisher House in Detroit. Okay, they don't have one in Detroit, and you know this is this is. The VA in Detroit, right down by, you know, everything you know in Detroit and everything you love. Let's help these vets. Let's help them out. Go to um, <laughs> givebutter, givebutter.com, G-I-V-E-B-U-T-T-E-R.com, slash FHM, slash DLP. FHM is Fisher House, Michigan, DLP, Detroit Lions Podcast, okay? Givebutter.com, slash FHM, slash DLP. Help us. We're at nine hundred and thirty dollars raised so far. I did a donation earlier that turned into there was a. I, I got my company to double it, and then they had a corporate doubling. I, my my the money that we raised on Patreon in May, I gave all of it to Fisher House because that's what started this whole thing. It turned into twenty one hundred dollars. Right. So we're at we're almost at three thousand dollars raised. Anything you guys can do here would be really really uh, appreciated. Um, and I'll tell you just just the the history on this. I got a a letter from a guy who was in Iraq in 2017 and he said that he had this show he could he download a couple episodes at a time when he got access to wi-fi he was in a pretty dark place he had a, a really tough time while he was over there and he said that we really helped him get through and that kind of hit me in the feels and i said you know something there's something that i we need to do something for these folks and help them out and give back a little bit so there it is give butter.com slash fhm slash dlp hook us up folks we love you thanks all right. Let's do it. What do we got on these on these interceptions? Where are we at, my man? Uh, so last year, um, last year, Goff was at an interception rate of two point four percent. Stafford was at one point nine. Um, for their careers, they're actually the exact same interception percentage at two point three percent of their passes get intercepted. Uh, Stafford is a more volume passer. Um, although Goff did. I actually did not know this. Goff led the NFL in pass attempts in 2019 with 626. 
Uh, Stafford holds the NFL record with 727 back in 2012. Uh, he actually only threw the ball 528 times last year. Uh, Goff threw it 552, so comparable. Uh, completion percentage, uh, last year Stafford was at 64.2, Goff was at 67. Now, again, Goff was dead last among all starters in yards per attempt um, and air yards per attempt. Um, he was at the dead bottom. Uh, at 6.8, staff was was a full yard higher at 7.9. So he is making more de- higher degree of difficulty throws than Stafford was, and his receivers also weren't getting as much separation. So factor that in for what you will. But uh, uh, it's uh, I, I think we need to stop completely defecating on Jared Goff, and maybe and I, I'm I'm guilty of this too because I I do not believe that he is the long term answer, but I probably need to be a little bit more open minded to the fact that he could be the solution, and also could be a fine bridge guy. You know, it could be a guy that you know we started for two years that they draft, they use a, a first round pick next year on a guy, but Goff starts while they groom him, um, and, and Goff holds it together and and you know does does some good things, keeps the team at least competitive and. and God forbid wins a few games. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. That, I, I can see that being realistic. Yes. Okay. There we go. And, and, and you, not, what you said, what you said about Stanford and, and how the offense is going to change. I think that's something that until a lot of people see it, they're not really going to understand the breadth of just how drastic it's going to look different in Detroit without I'm, number nine under center. I'm going to tell you something. This is, you know, Players hang around with college people after school's over. I'm just going to say that, okay? I tweeted this, and I'm 100% sure of it. Uh, Matthew Stafford canceled golf with Matt Ryan and two other folks, who I can't reveal. Um, He canceled golf with them and stated it was because of a lingering injury, okay? We just talked about this the week before. I, again, I love Matthew Stafford. Okay, I love this guy, and I, and and I wish he was still on our team. Not that I don't like Jared Goff. The the Sports Illustrated pictures that have popped th- in around town, thanks to Jared being around, <laughs> is great. But the the reality is, is I'm not certain that Matthew Stafford is going to play 17 games a year. I haven't. There's a real opportunity that Matthew Stafford helps us get a heck of a draft pick next year. Um, completely unexpected, but. It's it's a real opportunity um, that that's that's on the table. If he's if he winds up hurt early, and I hope not, right? I, I don't hope any player gets hurt. I, I just straight out. But there there's just on his history, hasn't played a full season since 2017. We know he's got a lingering injury right now. Won't play golf. Sounds like a back to me. Complete speculation. Complete <laughs> speculation, right? But I know I know that information is is real. I'm just telling you straight up. You, you tell me that you can't golf, and the the, the things that I would say, because um, I know this from from being, being injured and beat up myself. Yep. I will golf through anything but wrist problems and back problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And a quick question from Don H. Um. Any chance anything Lennon makes something more out of golf than any of the pundits expect? He seemed to do a great job with Herbert. This is an interesting opportunity. I really, I, I, I think, and, and look, you know I'm an optimist, Riz, and I, and I know yes. that you are absolutely always just so level-headed, but I think the upside with Jared Goff this year is, is really high. I, I, I believe his upside is high. The limiting factor for Jared Goff is going to be those, um, those receivers, 
And I don't think the way he throws the ball is going to lend it to stuff to more interceptions because a softer he throws a softer ball because it's not a slower ball. It just it, like when I throw a ball, it doesn't move fast, but it hits your hands really, really hard. You know what I mean? It's there's I, yeah. I know the physics of it. I can't explain it, but you can hear it pop right. Whereas yeah. like my my wife and my son both my my wife my father in law was a minor league pitcher for the uh, the Pirates. He had an arm, and it's it's in the family for sure. They have a natural throwing motion. <laughs> That ball sails, but it's like, bink, you know, no big deal. Like, there's there's nothing yeah. behind it, right? There's there's something about that, and there's there's a different way that that ball flies. So that will be interesting yeah. to see how that plays. Yeah. Out. I, I do like Anthony Lynn as an offensive coordinator. I liked him as a head coach. I thought that he got a raw deal because the special teams were always dreadful. Um, and, and, you know, he had run his course, too, with the Chargers. It, it, it wasn't happening, so they moved yep. on. Sort of like what, what happened with the Lions and Stafford. It was – the same sort of situation with, with Los Angeles there. So I'm not, I'm not, I think that he will be able to get more out of Goff than what Sean McVay did because Sean McVay, I think didn't want to try with Jared Goff anymore. And, and threw that away. I agree. I agree with that. That 100% Riz. 100%. All right. Um, really quick. Also in the Fisher house thing for those, I uh, thank you, Justin. He just donated 150, Awesome, awesome, awesome! That's triple the money on that. That's 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 great. I mean, four fifty that fast. You guys are the best. Uh, appreciate all your support for these guys. The vets need it. We need to do what we can to help them out. And 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 Justin, thanks for being part of that. They do great work there. Also, if you want to get something out of it, you can go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. We have a whole section of Detroit T-shirts, Detroit retro shirts, Bob Lowe Island, some pretty cool cool ones. I got a couple other. I, I didn't get to put them in over the weekend like I wanted to. I've been crazy busy, but I will get those in there. Um, I originally said $2 a shirt will go to Fisher House. I'm just going to double it out of my pocket. $4 a shirt of all the shirts, not even just the Detroit shirts, the whole deal. Any shirt you get, $4 will go to uh, Fisher House for everything sold, and we're going to do a big check presentation to them uh, during the training camp time. So uh, thank you all for all that you're doing to make this happen. All right. Good on you, Chris, man. That's cool. Now I'm singing the Bob Lowe Island theme song that I used to hear on the Toledo <laughs> TV stations in my head when I was a kid. <laughs> it's Bob Lowe Island. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, best way to donate. I never went, I've never been there. I, I'm not going to do that sometime. Kevin, the best never way to donate is givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP. Fisher House, Michigan, Detroit Lions podcast. Givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP. All right. I want to talk about really quick. The NFL preseason schedule. I got some awesome, awesome news in that two of the three preseason games are going to be live on the NFL Network. Detroit Lions fans nationwide, you are going to be able to see these Detroit Lions live in the preseason. How big You don't have to use an illegal stream to do it. You don't have to tap on your neighbor's YouTube or whatever (laughs) whatever they got working on. You can watch it legally live on the NFL Network and also your Detroit Lions Network affiliates. For those of us who live on the west side of the state, they will be on Fox 17 in Grand Rapids. That's so great, dude. It's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, such a, it's such a struggle. I remember... Oh, it's 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 a nightmare, man. Like like I, I'm in Georgia right now. If I were here and the preseason game was going on, first off, I'd, I'd be going crazy. Um, secondly... I wouldn't be able to see it. That sucks. And as much as I do enjoy going out to sports bars and hanging out with, with people that I don't know, watching games and educating them on what's going on with Detroit um, and, and defending my fair team um, when they deserve defending, I, I like watching it from home, man. And not, not having to jump through hoops. You just 
Flip on the NFL Network, um, which actually isn't available on my local cable provider. <laughs> but, uh, you can, you can, if you uh, if you are a subscriber to their Game Pass, you can watch the, the preseason game for free on your app. Too. Yep. yep. <laughs> so those are great. I remember not the season, not last season, of course, because of the the COVID thing. But the season before, I was in India for the last preseason game. It was like two thirty wow. in the morning that it started that I was finding a stream to make it all. It was just, I'm sitting in a hotel in Mumbai trying to t- tune in the lions. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, what, what have I sunk to <laughs> really? <Let's make> it <laughs> <more>. <laughs> hey, Good you got to get your lions fixed in, man. That's, that's the way it goes. Darn right. Darn right. All right. Let's get really quick uh, into, um, I got to hit this quick before we get the interview. The interview's coming here very, very quick. As a matter of fact, it's coming up right after I do this. Um, get your head straight whenever you need to take care of your body, your brain, or your sleep habits. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use coupon code LIONS. Get yourself 55% off your purchase. The Delta 8 will trip your drug test, so just know that, but it'll make you sit very comfortably in your seat for a couple of hours. Only eat one gummy the first time. Please get to know what it does to you the first time. Uh, had a couple guys lose a couple hours. Uh, otherwise, just a regular CBD. It's awesome. As as Riz knows, I've been nailing the weights like crazy lately. And uh, I'm proud of you, Chris. Keep it up, buddy. Uh, I, I need to do it myself. I've been living in a hotel for nine days. I'm uh, I'm in need of some physical training and activity. Get out of the business office and down to the fitness center. This is this is the it's, it's literally right there too. That's the worst part. The cream I've been using this stuff like bazonkers. Um, I, I I put it on after after a workout. It helps take away the pain and it's it's kept me going. I've been, I I shouldn't have because you know you need your rest days. But I've been on the weights five days straight, just banging it. And and my my I hate squats and I am miserable. I I am only going to stand again if this house catches fire. But <laughs> um, otherwise, like my upper body, this stuff isn't working. Working great stuff on cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your fix. cbd.detroitlionspodcast. If you get the chill line or the Delta 8, you won't pass drug tests, but you will have a heck of a night. All right. With that, we've been teasing this. We've been talking about this for a while. We've got the one and only Lions undrafted free agent quarterback, Jerry Jacobs. Let me admit it here. There we go. Jerry Jacobs. Jerry, how are you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah, great. Hey, thanks for joining us, Jerry. Thank you for having me, my guy. Really, really glad to have oh, you. Yeah. This is this yeah. is great. I tell you, the thing that really, really got me and kind of really stoked about talking to you is your story. You're a guy that is so easy to get behind and love and just root for, man. This is something you you know. It's not like you've had an easy life, but every time, every step of the way, it seems like you fall up. And you just keep at it and keep going, and you can really get a feel of that in your Twitter. I'd yes, lo- sir. I would love just to kind of give you to talk talk about your story a little bit, where, where you started, talk about some of the people in your life, some of your battles, and get a sense of kind of who you are, right? You fought your way up. Start about what life was like for Jerry Jacobs growing up. What was it like before you got into high school, man? Um, so I'm Jerry Jacobs. I'm 23 years old. Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, actually, born and raised, you know, my, my whole life. Growing up, man, you know, it was tough. I, you know, I had the most roughest story like everybody else, but, you know, you got to live with it. Um, so, growing up, I lost my mom due to pneumonia when I was 11 years old. Hmm. And so, like, that due, um, due to my dad was not in my life. Um, I got um, five, four siblings. I'm the youngest. 
um, my sister, my two older sisters raised the last three. So um, my sister took took me and my brother, my other sister. In. You know, she um, just graduated from UGA, so it was a little rough for her. But you know, she did a great job. Um, so growing up, um, it was a little tough. It was a little tough for us, but she found a way. And like, I got my hard workness from her, and just seeing her, you know, go get it every day. You know, that just showed me. So um, in high school. Um, it got in a little trouble, man. I was just around the wrong people at the wrong time, just doing stuff like that. And um, just getting up, getting kicked out of high school around like 11th grade year. You know, uh, I was just starting my 10th grade year. I had actually did good, starting getting college interest. Like, I actually finished starting getting offers, but ended up doing an incident and got kicked out of high school. Boom. Um, 12th grade year. I'm, I'm coming back from my 12th grade senior, my senior season for football, and I get in trouble again. The first three games, get um, suspended the first three games of my senior season. Uh, by that time, I didn't know if I, like, I was going to be able to go to college after high school, you know, so I was just just out there doing wrong, bad stuff in the streets and stuff like that. So uh, one, one day after spring uh, spring break, my 12th grade year, I got a call from Hutchinson Community College. I never heard of a JUCO, you know, never thought I'd be able to go to JUCO. Honestly, I was trying to go D2 coming out of um, high school, but luckily God gave me that answer. Um, so they called me, like, they gave me an offer. They were just saying, you know, I'm a good ball player. A lot of D2 schools want me to go there. So um, three days before signing day, I was trying to go to West Georgia. But um, my friend, brother, who really, like, no football at the time, I was, like I said, I was just young-minded and, like, I didn't think football how, how I think about football how it is now. So, like, I was just thinking about going to going somewhere to play football, but it's more than that. So he was just telling me, like, um, yeah, man, Hutchinson, they want you. You know, it's a junior college. You can go there and get your grades right, stuff like that. I was like, yeah, you're right. And, and he was just saying, you know, I should look into it. So um, it was three days before signing day. The, the, the last day before signing day, uh, I actually just – Sat down, they just got on the computer and really researched it. And I seen it was two years, Alvin Kamari, Cordell Patterson. A lot of guys went there, you know, changed their life. So I was like, man, I got an opportunity, you know, to go change my life. So, you know, I put my big boy pants on. It was 14 hours away. He told my sister, like, hey, I'm going to go make a way, you know, because graduated high school. I graduated with a 2 3. And I'm like, man, I can change that. So, um, I committed. I called him back and I committed to them. I was like, yeah, I'm coming down there, you know, coming from Georgia and want to go change my life around. So I get down there. Boom. Um, my, uh, I registered when I first got there because it was um, an out-of-state rule on, like, 20 out-of-state players being on the roster. So, you know, I had to wait my turn. Um, so my red shirt, first of the season, turned up, did my thing, man. You know, um, I was just attacking the classroom and just, you know, just learning from my red shirt season how things work and how things play out in junior college. And, like, it actually, I actually did a great job because when I came my red shirt first of the season, like, I was able, I mean, I was able to graduate early. Because I started getting offers from like Arkansas State, Sunbelt offers, and stuff like that, and like my my GPA was just awesome. Like no schools want to put them back. I had a three five, so I ended up graduated there for three five. And like um, I could have stayed another year, but I was like, man, I want to go to um, college for three with three years of eligibility left. So um, I, I talked to my um, head coach at the time, Ryan Rose at Hutch. He coached me last year at Arkansas, but that's crazy. Uh, I talked to him, was just like I want to um, go to college, so, um, you know, play three years. He was like, I'm with it. And I committed to Arkansas State. The reason I committed to Arkansas State because, like, they offered me when I first got in junior college. Like, they didn't see me play no film. They just offered me straight out of high school. And, like, they 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 offered, like, 10 other kids. But around the – after, like, our freshman season, they was taking the offer back. And, like, I was the man who kept my offer. And, like, they kept short interest. So, I was like, man, you know, I can actually go there and start immediately. So, I committed there and went there. 
Uh, I went to Arkansas State from 2018 to 2019. Uh, 2018 season, I actually did my thing, you know, locked up, you know, got my name right there for NFL teams, interesting stuff like that. <laughs> and um, coming back my junior season um, to play for Arkansas State, third game of the season, um, I, I tore my ACL, went up for a pass breakup, tore my ACL versus Georgia. <clears throat> so that lead me to um, – I was going to declare that year, but, you know, that lead me to have to come back to play another season. But I end up I, – I was a junior when I um, took my ACL, so, like, I ended up graduating. I graduated as a junior, graduated from Arkansas State, got my degree. And um, some just told me, like, uh, you can go bigger, you know, because Arkansas State Sunbelt. <laughs> so it was just all the – like, my mindset, you know, and I could play a little heavier and me play at a high level. So um, I talked to my coach there, and I was like, uh, I might um, just grad transfer someone in the transfer portal. So which I did, um, I went to Arkansas, you know, got a lot of interest from other schools, but I ended up choosing Arkansas because it was down the street. Went to Arkansas, and then um, I got there, and I, you know, competed on the starting job. And around, like, around game four, game five, I ended up opting out with some you know, some tough decisions that I, you know, well, I actually really, run from in life. Really quick you know, before I, that, let me, let me, before, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the opt out, but I want to talk about, because yeah. you, you played strong. You were, you were part of a one two punch there at Arkansas. You were where it was at, right? For a yeah. big school, you were yeah. the guy, and, and you were, you were on stage for a position, a drafted spot in the NFL playing there. You had That's worked, right. now let's talk about this. You, you worked from high school through JUCO. To Arkansas State, to Arkansas as a starting quarterback, that's a heck of a ride, man. That is a yeah. heck of a ride. And and like each you know each wave taught me so much in life, and just taught me how to be a better person and just be uh, a bigger person and grow up, you know. So like I shout out to all them schools that you know gave me the opportunity, and like I respect every last one of them, and I appreciate it. So like they really helped me out in life. For real, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Riz, yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, so first off, what'd you get your degree in? Because uh, uh, graduating, graduating in, in, as fast as you did, that's impressive, man. So what yeah. was your degree in? Uh, so, you know, going to, uh, out of high school, you know, I told you I was a little bad at my grades. So I graduated two, three. When I got to actually during college, uh, my academic um, counselor, she just told me I was so good in general studies that like she told me I should stay with it all the way through. So I had general studies and, um, no, I had a graduate of social arts in general, um, in JUCO, and then when I got to Arkansas State, um, my academic advisor was like general studies. You know, you, you can graduate early with it, so I stayed with it and I graduated with that. But when I got to Arkansas, I worked it on my master's, and I was getting adult life learnings. But I had to put it on pause because you know this NFL, you know, focus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's a good reason to pause the studies, man. Now that, that's yeah. good. Um, do you play any other sports when you were when you were young coming up? Man, I played it all, man. High school, you know, just look me. I played lacrosse, track, basketball. Honestly, I stopped playing basketball. That's the only school I stopped playing after 10th grade year because, you know, my coach was saying I was getting a little too aggressive on the court. You know, <laughs> when I played defense, I fouled a little, much, a little too much. Uh, defense that I need to put basketball away and go somewhere else. So I played it all, though. I ran track and stuff like that. That's awesome. So let's let's talk about the opt out really quick because there's there's yeah. a couple questions here. One, you made a decision, and I've seen some reports that that you regretted the decision afterward. And I want to talk about that a little, but I want to ask you what you think about other players as well, and what you think they think about that decision now after the case. So let's let's talk about you first. You got through. You did your three games. Um, you 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 were out for a game, and and you why why did you miss the game? They put Hutchinson in right as or not Hutchinson was it Hutchinson. As a corner in your place, I'm trying to remember. Uh, 
Hudson. Hudson, that's it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm thinking the the, the Juco. <laughs> um, so, no, no, yeah, yeah. so they put him in there. Was there an injury at that point, or was there something that kept you out? I heard, I heard you say something like you were just not right. My ankle, my ankle, we played Army the week four, and I had hurt my ankle, so it was just, you know, keeping me out for a little bit. Yep, if he yep. needed me, he was going to throw me out there. Yep, yep. And so he so he came okay. in, you had an injury, and then it was a little bit after that that you opted out. And so take us through that process and your thinking and, and kind of the retrospective, looking back on it, what you think of, of the decision. Um, going through that, I, I, I've been out little, um, little thing. All I can say was um, I just let my mind t- take over. You know, I wasn't really focused. I didn't talk to nobody. Um, I didn't even talk to my family about the making the decision. I just made it on my own. Sure. Um, so just, just growing up, you're just showing you, uh, you know, grown man life lesson, just showing you that, you know, you can talk to someone before you just, you know, make a decision quick like that. Yeah. So that's why I say I regret it because, you know, I ain't even – when my head coach, I went in there and, you know, talked to him about it. Like, you know, he gave me some reason to not out and out, but, you know, I wasn't trying to hear it. And, like, you know, I had – I felt like I lost I lost a little, you know, a little shoe right there. But, you know, you know, you live and you learn. So, I feel like it was a lifelong lesson for me. I'll, so. I'll tell you what, man. Um, as an older guy, right, <laughs> maybe old enough to be your dad. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, as an older guy, we've all been there. And, yeah. and and where you have it's like it's a it's a big decision that that makes a really really big impact. Some of us when we make that that decision that we regret, it's it's like lower yeah. impact. But you know what? Everybody does it. I wouldn't ta- I wouldn't take that as a negative because you did what no, you thought was and, the right and, thing. At your, you know the, the situation you're into. You're in, you're at your third school in what four years? You know that it's it's, it's tough to build the, the trust and the bonds with people to to go to them with things like that. So I I, I get where you're coming from on that. Yes, sir. Yeah. But you know, it's it's still love. They let me come back and do pro day and stuff like that. So it was still love. That was really nice of them. I saw, I saw, I saw that. that. That's always a good sign of respect. That you know, even though you opted out and it might not have been the way you wanted it to end, they were still okay with you. You know, using the facilities and, and training and, and getting your pro day. And so that 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 speaks well for you and for Arkansas too. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. So, do you know if there were any Lions coaches at the Arkansas pro day? Did you have any kind of inkling that they were? Kind of watching things and checking things out. I seen one, um, G, um, one scout, but I didn't actually see no line coach. Actually, I think because they were rebuilding the staff at the moment, so yeah, like, yeah. but I ain't seen not one. I ain't seen one. Yeah. Yeah, that happens with that. So, so let's let's talk about the opt out for a second. You got some teammates, some rookie teammates that opted out last year. There's a couple like Geronimo Allison's coming back. You're gonna be going against him in practice in a couple weeks. Um, do you think that there's other people that maybe regretted or, or have second thoughts about opting out for, for why they did? Um, have you talked to anybody about that? Um, yeah, some people um, have regretted, you know, but some people actually have, like, owned up to, like, yeah, I really wanted to do make that decision because, like, you know, family concerns and kids concerns, stuff like that. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with it if it's, if it's your choice. But, you know, I'm sure there's people that are like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of, I don't know, man. <laughs> we got yeah. a lot of Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, let's talk about with the Lions now. So we're past that. You got an opportunity as an undrafted free agent. Um, and this is, we had a couple questions submitted by uh, Reddit users. So we're gonna, we'll drop a couple of those. This is from a guy, uh, and, and they have some funny names sometimes. So we'll just go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's name is behind my screen. Uh, his question, how does it feel to get your shot as an undrafted free agent with the, with the Lions? What does the opportunity mean to you? And uh, did other teams make an offer as well? Um, yeah, a lot, uh, after the after the um, draft was over, my my agent phone was jumping. I got like four offers, and it was like 
out of a couple teams. But I felt like this was the best opportunity because, you know, they rebuilding over here. And, you know, they gave me the best um, – the best, how you say, the best little shot, best little thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, but honestly, um, I'm blessed. You know, um, I cherish this every day because, you know, just doing the stuff that I did, I I, I knew I was going to get an opportunity, but at the same time, you just never know. So um, when I got that call from um, the, the the GM at the Lions, and it was just <clears throat> unbelievable. I was just, like, ready to get to work. So when I go up there and I see the facility every day, I just cherish and go hard every day because, you know, you never know when your time's over. Once you got so, that locked in, how did, what was your reaction? What was your what was the first thing you did once you locked that in with the Lions? Um, I just jumped up, man. You know, started just hanging <laughs> my crowd because, you know, I was just blessed. And I was just happy because, like, you know, it was a dream come true, you know, just hearing your name. Not even hearing your name, just hearing a GM on the phone, just saying your name like, hey, Jerry, we want you here to be a part of like this and that type of team. And like, just, you know, trying to think about that when you was young at six years old, first start playing football to just seeing your, you know, just seeing your name on the back of an NFL team jersey or in a locker room, which is unbelievable. So That's it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, it's cool that Brad Holmes called you. There wasn't like your agent telling you that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that was right after. Yeah. And it was crazy because like they, they called me right after it was over. And I was like, oh man, like they really wanted it. So. Yeah, that's a good deal. So um, I'll ask you a quick follow up on that. Um, you are with the Lions now. You are wearing number thirty nine, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, is, is is that any special significance to that, or uh, just just that, that's what that's what they gave you? Oh yeah, that's what I walked in the locker room with. You know, hey man, I can wear ninety nine, whatever they keep me on, <laughs> making my name. So I ain't tripping by the number. You know, in that field, good deal. The number don't make it. So. Yeah. A lot yeah. of love for you in the chat, Jerry. Just want to tell you, everyone's yeah. saying, welcome, Jerry. Love to have you in Detroit. Great hearing from you. A lot of, a lot of love from the folks in the, in the chat yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, Thank you so sure. much. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about a lot of guys, their path to the NFL um, as an undrafted free agent is through special teams, right? That's the kind of the, 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 the way that a lot of guys get in. The Lions also have a really, really big need at safety. And, and of course, there's the, uh, the the cornerback option, right? It feels like there's a yeah. couple ways for you to make the team. Are you locked in at cornerback, or are you open to some other options? What, what with mini camp and everything else? Where where where's your, where's your head at with all that right now? Um, I got two. Um, I'm I'm in two positions on the field, nickel and corner. But I'm more locked in at corner at the, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm a team killer, so I'm going hard on that too. So I, I might be just a little. I was on my spot on there too. So but, you have uh, a ripped ass body. I'll tell you that on the on the pictures yeah. we saw on, on yeah, Twitter. You, you're 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 working the weight room is duly noted, my friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to stay out of there, but you know, it's something got to get back into. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. looking really good out there. Looking really Thank good. Yeah, so, no, yeah. So do you have a lot of experience playing on special teams? I know sometimes you know when you when you're a starter, you, you don't always get those reps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, my when I got to Arkansas State, I you know coming from JUCO, you just thought you could play on defense, and I actually got introduced to special teams. So yeah, I played a lot of reps on special teams, and the special team coach actually seen that at Detroit. I mean Detroit Lions. So yeah, they I, I play I can play gunner. You know I can get down there now. I can. That's a speed. <laughs> <Good deal. laughs> yeah. I've seen those hips too. Those don't lie. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. You can you can see you can flip those things like nothing. You're, yeah, you look man. really good. I mean, your your stuff right. on Twitter is hot, man. You are you look really like you've got all the all the traits. You've got all the athletic skills. Just gotta go into work, man. You know, yeah. ready to get back to work. I'm actually gonna leave here Friday and get back up there for training camp. So. 
cool. Just ready to get, get it started, man. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot of big things. So you, will you come over and say hi? We're going to be there on the 31st on the, on training camp and the, the days after that. would love to, to shout out and shake your hand and say, hey, man. Yeah, let, yeah let's do it, man. Oh, nice. yeah. If I don't yeah. put a Facebook, you just grab yeah. it. Yeah. I love yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see me there a lot, but you'll see him uh, just limited time. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. We, we are doing a party on the 31st. For those who want to come party at DetroitLionsPodcast.com, hey. head on over and uh, – <laughs> that night, we're going to have a bunch of people over. We've got Dan Miller, uh, voice of the Detroit Lions. Voice of the Lions. You're yeah. going to love Dan if you haven't met him already. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Spectacular. Okay. And yeah, uh, Justin Rogers from Detroit News. Happy to be there. If, if you want to join us, man, we would love to have we, you come we out. Can, yeah. We can make yeah. it happen, and uh, we'll get you dinner and uh, soft drinks, water, if you want to drink your yeah. food. Yeah. We can help you out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. We, 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 take, we, take, we can take care of things for that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll go, we'll we'll the water. Yeah, okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I can't promise I'll be drinking water, but we can take care of you. I promise. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. 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 All right, awesome, man. Okay, we'll get that set up. That, that, that's cool. Yeah, I'll we'll, we'll give you more information on that. Yeah. Um, um, since since you're heading up to Detroit, are, are you? Uh, what, what's your living situation up there? You got anybody that you're going to be with? You with one of your teammates or family or anything like that? No, I'm actually trying to um, look condo about down there. I'm moving August first, so uh, I'm gonna be in the hotel for probably like four or five days when I get down there, and then I'm moving to um, my. Actually, crib and Royal Oaks downtown. So, yeah, yeah. I actually good deal. Still. I know we could probably find some people to help you move if you need it. Just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I ain't moving that. This uh, something in, get some furniture or something. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me yeah. ask you one more question. Um, uh, we got a couple questions actually still to ask, but this yeah. one I think is is yeah. really about you. I want to kind of fast forward fifteen years. All right, let's pretend it's twenty thirty six. Write the Jerry Jacobs story in the NFL for me. Tell me, you know, how did your career play out, and how do you want to be remembered in the NFL? How did you make your mark? Um, 10 or 11 years in the NFL, you know, um, Jerry Jacobs, just wherever team he went to, he gave his all. He was just a hard worker. You know, he put in the work to become great. You know, even if I don't get the gold jacket, but I'm aiming for that. But um, just want to leave my name off in the NFL by one of them guys who just always went who any team. He just – He's he's a standout guy, like right? you know. He's just gonna make plays. He's gonna do what he, he was gonna do. What he was told to do. He's gonna go out there and work hard. So like you know, just one of the guys who's just gonna leave it all. Like Charles Wilson, like he just always left it online. Deion Sanders, he just always left it online. So after every time I put my cleats on them, go every time I put my cleats between the white lines, Jerry Jacobs is gonna leave it all online. So you you remember me as one of them type of guys leaving the NFL. That's awesome. Cool, cool. So your head coach had that mentality. Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell, talk to me about about what your impressions are of Dan Campbell as a head coach because we're we're all learning this on the fly as well. We we don't really know him all that well. You know, then, then, are they are they serving kneecaps in the, in the you know for, for lunch in the, in the cafeteria? What, what's what's your thought about Dan Campbell being your head coach and, and just like how he treats practice, how he how he's running things? You know, what, what he's like. You know, like maybe when we're not watching him uh, give him press conferences and stuff like that. Man, he's a great guy. Honestly, I talked to him after one practice and just um, hearing his voice and just understanding him playing in the NFL. We actually, a lot of guys, you know, because we got a young team can relate from him. So every time he talked, we listen. We just, um, we learn a lot of things from him. You know, he different every day. Some days he come in there, he'll be, he'll be a little, he'll think he's mad, but he'll come out with some, some great energy and like, we just learned different different ways about him, but um, as a coach, he's a wonderful coach. You know, he knows what he's talking about. He got it. He absolutely. He mean he grabbed the 
one of one of the best styles in the um, NFL. If you actually see, we got a lot of NFL coaches playing yeah. in the NFL. So like, he actually got a good staff, and you know, he just he's a humble guy. You know, he come in, work hard every day, and just hearing his voice, you know, he got great energy. How do you how do you, do you, remember, do you do you remember Aaron Glenn as a player at all? Um, actually, I don't. But actually, watching yeah. this film, like I think I seen one play back in the day. Yeah, because because when I watched your film at Arkansas State, I, I did. I admit I only watched one game you at Arkansas, but at Arkansas State, I'm like, I, I can see why Aaron Glenn would be attracted to you. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, man. Every time you see me, he'd be like, Derek, it's a little, a little crazy stuff, man. Yeah. That's my guy. Great energy, man. You know, great defense and back too, as well. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask a lot of former players as coaches, as as a player coming in as a, as a rookie stepping in, how does that affect the the players as a whole? And then. I know, I mean, you weren't there last year, but I, I'm sure you've talked to guys and they've talked about, you know, there's it's it's a pretty open secret that things weren't as pleasant last year in the locker room as they are this year. What can you share about that, that change, having those kind of coaches and then how things look like they've changed year over year? Um, a lot of guys, just hearing from what they was telling me about last year, just saying that coaches this year is more uh, active, like they more, like just talking to talking football, more coaches, but not saying that the coaches last year weren't actually, you know, coaching, but they yeah. saying they actually been detailed with the coaching and putting in the right stuff that make players make plays and stuff like that. So just hearing from the guys who was here last year just saying about this new staff that what they like is that everything they put in and everything they do is, is for a reason. So like they just not having just doing it for no reason. So a lot of um old I mean a lot of vets, they really like this coaching staff better than, you know, the lack of the previous one they have because like they actually learning stuff. So sure. they everybody love the coaching staff. <laughs> I can yeah. I can tell you that. That's great. <laughs> you see we ain't we ain't had no vet miss um, better than minute cap. Yeah, everybody wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was obvious. I, I was there watching for, for the one day that the media was allowed there. It was uh the energy was so different. It, it, it was yeah. very cool to see. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are picking up on that in the locker room, too. Yes, sir. Great energy. Yep. Um, I, yeah. I want to finish out Chef Curry Sauce. That's his name. I don't know how he gets his name from. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to finish that one out. What were your impressions? I mean, so he's he's played football before, uh, Dan Campbell. He's He's been there. He's got a lot of energy. But when you think about the technical aspect of football, the X's and O's part of it, how do you how do you feel he fits in, I mean, as, as a coach? Is he – and, and – I, it, look, I'm not asking you to, to talk bad about it, either coach or any of your coaches historically or now, but how does he fit in compared to some of the, your, your other coaches in understanding kind of the t- the real technical details of the game? Um, the, with the S's and O's, he, like I said, he played football in the NFL, so when it comes to that, he he get down and show it. Sometimes he actually shows us how to do it, and like just having coaches like that on our team is just really uh, a different, I mean, a better path of just learning football and just getting the details in it and like Having you know coaches who play in the league like more than Dan Campbell, we got other coaches like Deuce Stanley who get out there and show you he can do it. Like so, just you know, just seeing it, just more than just seeing the S and O's, we actually got coaches out there doing it for us. So like coming, I mean like doing stuff like that is just better. Like you know, a lot of players. That's awesome. That's awesome. Who's who's the toughest person you've had to cover so far? Um, uh, let me I, honestly. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, see Tyrell Williams, but Tyrell Williams, I haven't been going against him like that, but. Uh, I would say, man, say Brown go ahead a lot because we both rookies. So I, I always like to call him my, cause, you know, they drop him. But <laughs> that's my guy. We always go at it. But Tyrell, <laughs> Vince, Tyrell Williams, he'll, uh, 
Still a tall and he quick with it, so. Yeah. But we all get that work, though. You know, we all get that work. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We all get that work. That is awesome. Very good, Riz. Very good. Uh, I, I've, I've, I think I've got a good, a good feel for Jerry. Jerry I, I, I think we, yeah, I, I, I'm thrilled that you joined us, Jerry. We, we, we are, we are definitely big fans. We appreciate you coming on with us. We are going to be looking forward to, to seeing you out there, uh, rocking number thirty nine on the outside and, uh, and taking care of business. You, you've got a very real chance to not just make this team, but make an impact on this team. Yeah. I think you know that, and uh, that, that's why you're in Detroit. And we're going to, we're going to be happy to. Uh, to, to to help pave the way. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, man. And, yeah, and, and like I um, like I wanted to tell you, I appreciate you guys. You know, um, a lot of guys want to get this opportunity. You know, and like I love the fans in Detroit. And, you know, I, I love everybody. Thank you for having me on here. You know, this ain't the only time you're gonna see me, man. I'm gonna be back on here a lot. So I'm y'all right. see. I love it. Chris and Jeff, thank you so much, man, for the opportunity. Very good. Your story is great, man. man. And I love your attitude. I love I love everything you bring. And I mean the folks in the chat are feeling it. Jerry seems like he's going to be a fan and media uh, favorite. Hope he makes the team. Thanks to the inside view, yeah. Jerry. Everything you yeah, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of it. So it's that's good. Good, good, good positive man. energy, man. That's yep. great. Yes, sir. Thank I, you, man. Thank I wish you, so you the very best. best, brother. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Uh, yeah. All right, Thank you. All right. You Thank too. you. Good stuff. All right. right. Jerry Jacobs, Detroit Lions, cornerback, undrafted free agent. What a great guy, man. Chris, I like that guy. I, just, <laughs> I really do, too. I told you. I told you you're going to like him. And I, uh, I'm, and I'm ready. So he's coming and, to the party. And, 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 he's coming I, to the party, Riz. That's great. I'm not just blowing smoke. He he has a real chance to make this team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not just make it, but like like not have to worry about like like because with the cutdowns this year, the way it's going to be, you get your final 53, and then they have cuts. They claim yeah. two or three more guys, and you get cut. Yep, yep. He's got a shot to be above that line too. Yeah. So yeah, he, he really does. His, his athleticism. If you, if you go back and watch him at Arkansas State specifically, again, I, I, as, I, as I told him, I only saw one game at Arkansas. Right, right. At Arkansas State, that guy can play in the NFL. Um, physical, quick, smart, reactive, um, goes at it. Um, it you, can, you can tell just by, by listening to him that he is going to give you everything he's got. And that shows on the game film, too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's got to, to offer in, in camp because uh, – you know, I, I I hope that he would be open to moving to safety because I, I still think that that's that might be a path for him. But see that body it, it, if, if he wants to make killer. it a corner, um, I'm not I'm not going to tell him that he can't because yeah. <laughs> he absolutely can. Yeah, well, and that, that's kind of the thing. Look, I, I I want him to be to be his very very best on the team, right, and and be the best he can. But there is an absolute need at safety, and again, I, I'm I don't want to like get too much of a man crush on this guy's body. But hold right. on, go. But he's 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 looking good. Go um, to you, you, you know how I am with Brady Quinn. Like yeah. Brady oh, Quinn yeah. is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that is his body. Um, and Jerry's got a very very rocked up physique. Like for a cornerback, he doesn't look like a cornerback. He looks more like a linebacker that's you know a little bit leaned out. Yep. Yep. Um, and and uh, I think that will play very well with this team. He, he he will not make it because of lack of athleticism. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. Hey, go to at underscore. L U H J E R R Y Ludgerry at underscore Ludgerry and go look at his film. Look at the, the, yeah. the, the, his clips. Show he's showing himself working out. He's showing himself working out outside of the uh, uh, the team's workouts uh, in between in, in the summer here, and yeah. he is just ripped. And when you watch him do some of those the the workouts he was doing, those hips flipped. Like, dude, I'm telling you, and I don't want to go too crazy. Here. Like butter, 
They, it, it, <laughs> I immediately, and, and again, I'm not going to go crazy here. This is just one aspect. But those flip, those hips flipped like Slays did when I was watching him in camp. They just snap 180 degrees. They, they really do. I was and like, crap, there's something to the, this guy. The, there, is a, there is a definite path for him, for this team. And we're going to root for him. We're going to support him. We will continue to keep you updated on him. Um, I will make it a point when I'm out there at training camp. I am planning on being at training camp every day but two. Um, and I will try to um, – I'm going to try to do the video updates afterwards, although they have told me I can't do them on premises anymore. Oh, um, oh they, 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 the lines were very polite about it, but they're like, they, you know, they, uh, the, the, the official media show. partners pay for exclusivity from broadcasting from the – I'm like, even the parking lot. And they're like, don't push it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, can, I, I can do it from uh, from my uh, – my uh, home away from home that isn't a hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, so uh, so I, I'll, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep giving Jerry Jacobs updates on how he's done. Um, and you guys know me; I'm going to be honest about it. And I'll be honest with Jerry if you know if I think he had a bad day. I'm going to tell him he had a bad day. That's, that's, I I can't do it any other way. But uh, I, I I really like it, and I, I like his chances a lot. I really do. So all that, and he's coming to the party, the podcast party. We got Dan oh, Miller. We got Justin Rogers. And we've got yeah. Jerry Jacobs, Lions cornerback. I mean, come on. What are you talking about? Why we, would, we're going to have so much fun at this. Why uh, aside just, from the fact, I just I miss people, Chris. I can't wait to get with people again. I, 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 and I, I, the, the training camp party is so much fun. If, if Jerry's there, more the merrier, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. Head on over to uh, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get your tickets. There's a limited number. Uh, I think with Jerry there, it's going to be changed. He'll do autographs, I'm sure. But I guarantee he's going to be the most amazing, fun guy to hang around with. He's be training. You can you can feel those biceps. I'm sure you can get a picture with him. Get some signed stuff. Uh, don't 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 fondle the biceps though, guys. That's, ask, that's first. ask first. Ask yeah. first. <laughs> you yeah. may go for it. No, great guy. Gonna come out there, join the party. <laughs> you can too. Again, party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Come out and have a good time and join us. And it, Jerry, it's gonna be a really good time. I, I'm working on a couple of other people. Um, uh, Lions Lions Media Cognoscenti um, that I will try to get in as well. Um, it, 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 it's a, a being a Saturday night in the middle of the summer, it can be tough. Um, I, I will actually be missing a, a uh, basketball function for my daughter that day. Because uh, oh. I, I love y'all, man. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and then also, if you didn't catch it, Jerry is going to be j- joining us regularly throughout the season. We're going to follow his journey. Yeah. Lions, practice squad, another team, wherever it goes. This is the story. Yeah. You know, This is the kind of story that never gets told in the NFL unless he becomes a superstar. Right. That's that's the, then it's like, oh, yeah, he had a hard upbringing, he had a hard time to get in. He broke, barely made the NFL, all this other stuff. He's a bubble guy. And then they tell the story. But this is a guy who is is on this line and we're telling we're going to walk this story all year. We're going to ride it with him and we're going to see yeah. and, and I'm going to root for him. But we're going to see how he does and where he goes and talk about the twists, the turns and uh, and how he's reacting to all the things that happen as, as the life of an NFL I just player. I just like the fact that he's candid. Like, like he, he, he had a bit of a knucklehead in him when he was young. He, he outgrew it, but he learned from yeah. And I appreciate the fact that he's forthright about that. He doesn't try to run from it, doesn't, doesn't bury it. He, he learned from it. And you, you can see that it's made him the person that he is, and he's proud of that, and he should be proud of it. Yeah, yeah. One, I love it. I love it. Love, I love guys and stories like that. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's just great. There's you know, And there's different people. There's guys who've just been able to coast on greatness and, and, and luck and, and that sort of thing. There's guys that work hard. I love a guy that's worked hard. I You know, I, I that's... That's my kind of story of life. Different, a little different than his, but 
you know, I worked my way to, through college to get my college degree. I, I didn't, you know, I, I had to do a whole lot of different stuff than the traditional path. And it took a little bit more grinding to get there, but I got there. I love a guy who works. I love a guy who grinds and I love a guy who's not afraid to, to face what's in front of him to get it done. So much, much love for Jerry. I hope he gets, uh, gets rocking and rolling here. Let's, let's really quick get back into it. I think let we me, have, let me unmute. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I had to sneeze. So I had to mute myself there. <laughs> I forgot the unmute button. My bad. <laughs> All right. Hey, at least the, at least the dogs are gone. <laughs> com. Don't forget about that. Get your tickets now. They are limited, and you can join us all. It's going to be awesome. All right. We've got that going on. And then, oh, God, when Jerry makes the Pro Bowl in two years, this episode will be used part of his promo <laughs> video. I'll tell you what. Dan Orlowski did his first podcast here as my co-host. When Case couldn't make it. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. We are <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still grateful for you that I wasn't available either. <laughs> <laughs> we are the kingmakers. Just remember that. All right. There you uh, go. Let's talk a little bit about Michael Brockers. And we touched about it a little bit with Jerry. There are a lot of guys coming in for Patricia era, and they're like, man, this coaching staff understands. I talk to you, communicate to you. A lot of guys are buying in. I've seen that turn around from 4-12 and 12 to playoffs the next year. It's going to be exciting. Who was his quarterback when he went from 4-12 to 12 to playoffs, Riz, just really quick? I, I don't want to hit that too hard, but I'm just, just point of point of, point of of note. I mean, Matthew Stafford sort of did that, didn't he, once upon a time? Jared Goff has probably done it once upon a time. What, what? I, I forget. I think I, I maybe this is selective memory, but I don't remember the, the Rams being like, like very good at all for several years in between when they were. Um, so let me look up they what the Rams not. were. They were. I, I, I know. I remember them were in the number one overall pick because Jeff Fisher sucked. Yep. Um, seven and six. Remember? No, none of that seven. Seven and nine. Seven and some nine. of that seven and nine bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. I do remember that. So, so they, yeah. So looking back at they were seven, nine, seven and nine, six and ten, seven and nine. Yep. <laughs> and then they got golf. Yeah, um, living so in LA when that. they came out, right? It was it was it was interesting to kind of watch that all happen. And there was talk a couple years before that maybe the Lions would come out to LA, and I was like, oh, I would love that. I would love that. I, uh, sorry, Detroit. You know, I love you, but I, I need a football yeah. team. And then they brought them out, and I was glad the Lions stayed because I moved away. But let's talk about this: <laughs> the Patricia era. Now, everything we're hearing, oh. I mean, everybody without crapping on him, everybody is crapping on. The Patricia era, right? It's, in, in Patricia. it's 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 this close to people like really coming out and laying it on, but they're they're being fairly diplomatic about it right now. Obviously, you can read, read between lines. Michael Brockers is a really really bright dude. Yeah, he, he's been around for a long time for a reason. He he understands how to play the game on and off the field, and he played it really really well in talking about Matt Patricia and the culture change that's going on in Detroit, um, which is interesting because what was the big thing when, when, when Quinn and, and especially Matt Patricia took over was about changing the culture yeah. and, and getting the culture right. And they went and let's just say we're, we're happy to have a new culture coming. Um, and and you, you heard, you heard in Jerry's voice, man, the, the, and, and you've, you've heard it from other players too. There's something different about what's going on now. And and do we know if it's going to work? No. But God, at least it's going to be fun to try. And at least, like, the players respect it. Yeah. And I that's going to that's do so much for this team. Again, um, I'm on record. I don't think this team's – this is a last-place team. I, I have no no de- very little doubt in my mind about that. Although the Green Bay mess with, with Aaron Rodgers keeps going. Who knows what's going on with them. But uh, he, did, he declined uh, the two-year extension, right? He, yes, he did. To be the highest-paid um, quarterback in the NFL, right? 
highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Think about that. That's Think about how much man. Patrick Mahomes makes. That's an angry Mahomes man. Is making, <laughs> Mahomes is making what? $55 million a year, and, and Rodgers didn't didn't want that in Green Bay. Something's going on there. Who knows what's going to happen, but uh, their defense is solid anyways. But yeah. That is an angry man. I, I'm, just, I'm just excited to see this, this organization finally, quote-unquote, bottom out. And I know they had enough of that, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we've done this once before, and, and we've – climbed somewhat and I, I will forever give Jim Schwartz credit for being the right man at the right time for a winless team. Yeah. Um, and then he needed to go for sure. For, yeah. A hundred percent with you. And, yeah. and I think, I think Caldwell next was the right guy to move him up, but wasn't the guy I to put him too. over the top. He, could, think, he couldn't, he couldn't make the proverbial next step. I just think and that it, it just was the ultimate failure to go to that Patricia regime, right? They were almost there. We and and let's be honest, let's not re reinvent history here. He Quinn and Patricia were the consensus top pick. The league themselves were. were angry. The New York Giants are supposedly the people that put that stuff of that story that came out about Patricia that didn't advance anything and was, was pretty bad about the assault and everything else. That one, the, the, it's because of, of sour grapes that they didn't get Patricia that that one came out is the is the big rumor. There was all kinds of people that want, that thought that this was the greatest move in the world, right? Football minds, oh, real man. smart so football when people. I, when I went on the radio and dared to question the wisdom of hiring Matt Patricia without any experience, dude, the the, the switchboard. You can ask Jim Costa this. You can call in and he will talk because we were in the in the studio the day and he was taken aback by how much people were like, "Oh hell yeah, this is the perfect hire. We are going places." And I was like, "Hey, I'm." I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really in right on this there. guy. I was right there. I thought that this was the next step. Everything we had seen, all the research we had, all the biggest, brightest minds, and then we wind up. <laughs> the more you know, no more Patricia. It just, it just did. Look, uh, and we, we've talked about why it's failed too much, so we won't go into that, but the the energy and the vibe look I, I i know bad football teams i've covered the browns the texans and the lions i also know when i when i see something that i think can work and i i, I see the energy i see the plan but but as jerry talked about i don't think dan campbell gets enough credit nationally and i, I do think that to to the local media's credit we do give him credit for this He's a really smart football dude, and I wish people would see that and respect that more. I think um, that he's so not just this meathead that's out here giving yeah. giving fun one-liners. That's but that's what everyone sees, and I mean, if you think about how the news works, right? And and I'm not talking about sports news; I'm talking about the news in general. People just take that one line; that's all they want, and then they seize on it, and yeah. they can make a story, right? They can, yeah. just and, make and a all story. of a sudden, he's Mike Singletary, um, yeah. which yeah. The, who's probably the worst. I wouldn't say he's the worst. He's in the bottom three coaches of coaches I've ever seen um, coach, both in person and. and I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I will I will share the anecdote. Uh, some of you heard this before, but when he was coaching the 49ers, one of the uh, one of the 49ers players related to me that. His coaching was like um, Rainier Wolfcastle in the Simpsons episode where Homer is trying to climb Mount Simpson. And he's like 
hawking the, the power sauce bars where he's just like shouting, re- shouting random positive slogans at him that don't mean anything and not really doing anything except eating power sauce bars on the side. That's how Mike Singletary's coaching was related to me by a player who liked him, by the way. Um, that's not Dan Campbell. That's that's not what you're getting here. This, uh, he, he twirls the whistle all the time, but he's out there and he is engaged. He is He's not doing calisthenics at midfield at, at halftime or during reps of a Shrine game practice, which right. Mike Singletary did in fact, do I have pictures of it? Um, there's there, there's a lot going on with Dan Campbell that you know he, he he's he's a spicy tortilla burrito man. There, there's a lot going on in that burrito. Yeah. There, there's more than just the the kneecaps for sure. And that wasn't that wasn't a Matt Patricia move. The 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 jumping jacks to see your ball. That was not a Matt Patricia move. Um, no. <laughs> no, no. So we got a lot of coverage coming. We got a lot of stuff. Uh, as Riz said on. The uh, on training camp, we've got the party, the party party.detroitlionspodcast.com. Also, we've got fantasy football going on, and it is rocking and rolling. Big money available. Head on over to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Sign up right now. If you've had trouble with the, the site in the past and the, the checkout system, it's not PayPal only anymore. You can use your credit cards. It's smooth. It's slick. I did a whole bunch of back-end coding and got that thing all all squared away. It is, it is slick, beautiful, and you can get in there, play against Risk, play against Chris, play against a whole bunch of us, uh, and see what you can do with your football. Don't draft Cam Akers. <laughs> Fantasy advice. That's for free, too. You don't have to pay for that. <laughs> he wants him. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't let him know. No, he's out. <laughs> I know. The, 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 the curse of uh, – so this, this came up because I, I, I ventured into the subreddit today, and there was talk of the curse of Matthew Stafford because his top running back in Los Angeles is now out for the season – after getting hurt. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe in curses like that. I, I really don't, but just makes for a better just, draft it, it sucks. And I will also say this, don't discount Daryl Henderson. That guy can fall. Yeah. Yep. But he doesn't get the rest. And, of and also running backs are really easy to find. Um, you, the, the difference between what, what Cam Akers gives you and what they can sign off the street or find as an undrafted free agent is a lot less than than you might think. That's not that's not true in Detroit. We'll see. Adrian Peterson's oh, out there. Maybe we so, can, uh, <laughs> uh, let's let, let's give DeAndre Swift a, a chance to prove that he can actually be the guy, and uh, that Jamal Williams can help with that, and that think, Jamar Jefferson can make the team. That, that's I, my hope for the running back. I think Williams and Swift are going to be just great this year. As far as look, I don't know that they're going to break. 2,000 yards each. I'm not making any – not that kind of great. But I think they're going to be a great tandem for this team. I think I think you're going to see something team. similar to what we had when we had Joyke Bell and Reggie Bush in that one magical year between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. They, they, these two can do that. Yeah, absolutely they can. And uh, a lot of fun there. A lot of fun there. So get it, get your action. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Yeah, Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself in there. Get a team. And help support the show. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. It's a great way to have some fun, win some money. Top three are money spots. The fourth place gets you a T-shirt out of uh, the store. So, I mean, a third of the people that play win a prize. It's a pretty good deal. And uh, like I said, it's our number one fundraiser of the year. So the more people that play, the better off we'll be. So if you enjoy football, fantasy football, have some fun and support the show along the way. Don't forget Podcast and the party. We just found out Jerry Jacobs is coming to the the podcast party with Dan Miller, Justin Rogers, Jeff Rinson, Risden, me. Me, I'm going to be there. All of us, we do a live podcast from there. It is going to be a magical year, as Blue and Silver has said in the chat. All right. I think we're going to do it with that, Riz. I think we're going to call it. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. I will. uh, I will. 
I will join the dogs of war outside. <laughs> don't maybe, maybe, hit, maybe at the fitness center on the way up to the room, too. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the Slack, the very, very best Lions chat, most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. I am not even messing around. Um, ooh, an auction for a totally platonic date with Case. We'll talk about that. That may be a possibility. Um, the Slack is 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 absolutely fabulous place to hang out and meet some great. It people. really is. I, I love you guys. You've kept me sane. This has been a very uh, trying summer for me, and I appreciate you guys yeah. giving me crap, but also giving me love. I, I love it. It's great. Thank you for that. Follow us on Twitter <laughs> at det lions podcast, det lions podcast, and at Jeff Risden. As you see, spelled on your screen, J E F F Risden, uh, Jeff Risden. Give us all a follow on the Twitter machine because it's the very best place to see us both with no pants in public. Give us a call via Skype, all one word: Detroit Lions podcast, or call us in the Lions line at nine two nine three three Lions. It's nine two nine three three five four six six seven. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can do the thing that Riz loves most. We can come into your ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, uh, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we had Jerry Jacobs all year, and we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.